Hi everyone! Left to our own devices, the conference may be over, but you can still watch the recording at cybellum.com conference. Tune in to listen to FDA updates from FDA executives themselves, learn about AI in automotive from NVIDIA, the AI leader, and listen to product security leaders from Philips, Honeywell, CISA, and more. Go to cybellum.com conference and watch the recording for free. See you at the next event! You're listening to Left to Our Own Devices, the podcast dedicated to everything product security. Hello, everyone. Our guest today is John Ray, Executive Director of the Florida Medical Manufacturers Consortium, FMMC. John is a veteran leader in the medical device industry and has seen it grow and change through many transformations, including where we are today in the world of cybersecurity. John, welcome to our show. David, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So uh, please tell us a little bit about your background in the medical device industry and, of course, how you came to FMMC and what is your role there. Yeah, I'd be happy to. The FMMC is a statewide association of medical product and medical technology manufacturers located uh, in the state of Florida. We are organized and created in 2003, so we've been at this a few years, uh, to help help our companies do well. We, we are a classic sort of industry association model. Uh, we concentrate on um, three primary areas, education, uh, networking, and advocacy and legislative affairs. Um, I am based in Tallahassee, Florida, our capital. That is not by accident. I spend a lot of time interfacing with state government and our regulatory agencies in order to advocate for positions that are supported by our members. We are very lucky here in the state of Florida. We have a very favorable regulatory and tax climate. Uh, so um, a lot of the work that we did 10 years ago on the regulatory side in Florida solved a lot of our issues, and we've had a very positive relationship uh, with state government here. The industry as a whole in Florida is uh, unique in the sense that a lot of people, when they think of Florida, they do not think of a medical device or medical technology leader, but we are. Uh, Florida has about 700 medical device and medical product manufacturers in our state. Um, they directly employ about 21,000 Floridians. The average annual wage of these really good jobs, manufacturing jobs, is about sixty dollars to $70,000 a year. So we're talking a very sort of mature, large industry um, that contributes significantly to Florida's economy. A couple other touch points. In terms of the number of FDA-registered medical device facilities, Florida ranks second in the nation, only to California. In terms of employment, uh, we're about, we rank fifth in the nation. So obviously, Florida is a significant cluster of medical technology and medical device manufacturing that is probably not very, very well known when you think about some of the more well-known clusters in Minneapolis and Boston, uh, California and Texas. So manufacturing is a big part of Florida's economy. Medical technology is one of our 
uh, one of our leaders. I've been involved in life sciences, medical device, biopharma, pharma, uh, and biotech for over 25 years in Florida. I came up through the ranks in the economic development apparatus of our state, working with governors uh, on medical device and biotechnology recruitment and retention projects. Uh, And I've been on the board of directors uh, for FMMC for a number of years, and now I'm fully employed by them as their executive director. And we try to be attentive to the needs of this industry in order to make sure that we maintain ourselves as a as a significant leader uh, in our in our economy in, in Florida. Thank you. That's great. We recently launched a survey among the medical device security professionals, and and we learned among other things that product security is a very hot topic in in 2022, which you know pre- preoccupies a lot of managers these days. Uh, I'm curious, how do you see cybersecurity for devices in in the grand scheme of things? What what is the role of security in in today's market? So. The FMMC, just to give you a, a little bit more background, our members, a very diverse collection of manufacturers in our uh, in, in our portfolio, they make everything from single-use plastic devices all the way to very complicated monitors, continuous glucose monitors, respiratory monitors, um, very sophisticated devices that are connected. These are connected um, or network devices. Um, increasingly in our world, the role of cybersecurity has become integral to the overall sort of life cycle management of your device. It is now part of your quality management system and your risk management imperatives that we have from our international standards and the FDA. And, And again, this has been going on for many years, but over the last five years, the vulnerability and the atmosphere of increasing sort of cyber vulnerabilities and cyber attacks have, have really impacted our industry in Florida in, its, in significant ways and has sort of been a call to action about how do we get prepared for this new reality of threats and vulnerabilities that are increasingly and more frequently exploited every day. And to be very honest, I think a lot of our members are playing catch up. They are trying to integrate into their quality management systems in both pre-market and post-market settings to not only comply with the regulatory bodies, which is the easiest thing to do is to, is to, is to get compliant, but they need effective protection. And so that is really the name of the game. You know, your question talks a little bit about how is it in the market? Well, Connected medical devices have created so many efficiencies and life-saving technologies, but it also comes with this exponential growth in vulnerabilities and risk, and a whole new set of stakeholders for our manufacturers to deal with uh, in terms of the setting these devices are in and who is responsible for making sure that threats are assessed, uh, they're protected, and that they're mitigated should they occur. So, in a nutshell, for a lot of these folks who make these very sophisticated devices that are connected and not so sophisticated, if they have embedded software, it, it has been a game changer in terms of having to apply some resources and having to get a plan together to make sure that their bases are covered in this regard. So it's an impact on the market has been game changing uh, and it's an imperative, right? It's not something we can just ignore. 
this has to be done because there's real risk, there's real vulnerability, and then there's real risk to the patient. That's very interesting. And if we look at the product life cycle or the device, you know, product life cycle, so we have the point where, you know, of design where companies are working with components that come in from the supply chain straight through to post-production when they're deployed either in doctor's offices or in hospitals. In fact, the the, um, uh, CISA came out with an advisory on December 21st last year about a manufacturing company that they sell connect infusion systems, and there were vulnerabilities that they discovered. And they had to then go back and create new versions of the device to address the vulnerabilities. And they identified 1,200 pumps that needed hardware changes because of the software vulnerabilities, which is incredible. And, you know, when we went to their website, it said that they have a reputation of reliability and safety. So this is obviously a hit on the brand of the company. So when you mentioned that you think that a lot of the companies are playing catch-up, do you think um, that even the ones that are there, are they ready You know, from the design stage of the development straight through to being able to check the devices when they're already deployed in the hospitals? Or are they taking really like more like snapshots along the way, maybe right before they go for FDA regulatory approval? That's an excellent question. The reality for medical device manufacturers, and, and again, we're a lot of Florida's manufacturers are small to medium-sized manufacturers. Their internal capacity to deal with this, this, their internal expertise to deal with this is very limited because it's kind of a new, a new component of risk management. Um, and they are probably dealing with this issue, David, in, in a modular way. They're looking at very specific um, sort of intersections in the product lifecycle in dealing with those. And I think in general, a lot of them are working their way upstream to the design part. But obviously, and this is human nature, everybody is really working hard to make sure their files are up to date and their, uh, that their documentation is up to date. But in terms of a holistic plan and expertise in place to deal with this, I think there are varying degrees of preparation and, and competency right now. We know that the FDA standards and the ISO standards weave together risk management throughout. Risk management is is sort of the chorus throughout all the regulatory standards and documentation. And I think our medical device manufacturers are getting very good at having those risk management and risk mitigation uh, and controls in place throughout the system. But this is sort of a new component you have to add. That has to be a part of your overall continuum of risk management. And and I would say that not only at the device level, but at the enterprise level, that there's a lot of concern and threat going on at the enterprise level, which impacts your your production control systems and all kinds of craziness that that they have to be ready for as well. So as you're involved with many different manufacturers, can you tell us what are the main challenges you identify with regards to, to medical device security? What are the things you see more commonly than others? You know, it's very diverse. And, and we touched on this a little bit. But in, in my mind, the sort of the common theme that I see is medical device manufacturers who are successful in integrating risk management 
into their quality management system in a way that is durable, that is organic, that has a set of expertise. You have a team in place that, that their job is to see sort of across the enterprise uh, this. Those are the more successful folks, and those are the ones that are getting it right. And this is not a nice to have. This is increasingly a lot of these manufacturers are contract manufacturers. They are held accountable not only by the regulatory bodies and, and the international standards and, and bodies, but they are held accountable by the most important people, which is their customers and, and the larger OEMs who are demanding that that piece or that component um, have some sort of sort of compliance and traceability. And so in my mind, the, the biggest challenge is organizing your management and organizing your quality management all the way down to your production line, having that sort of see-through to sort of say, this is part of our job. Cybersecurity is part of our job and it has to be fully integrated. And so that's the challenge. The challenge is really a workforce challenge and an institutional expertise challenge. uh, And it has to be driven from the top. Interesting. One of the things that we've uh, been hearing is that, how can I put it? Because of the pressures to get the devices to market, so some manufacturers are more interested, let's say, in the compliance side of cybersecurity than the vulnerabilities themselves because they're under market pressures. They need to get the products out. And also the development teams, you know, they don't want people coming along and telling them they're, you know, they're halfway to developing the product and all of a sudden, hey, that code is no good or that component has vulnerabilities. Have you seen that as well? I mean, it's really a pressure from two sides, one coming from the cyber and vulnerability side and the second coming from the market pressures to get the products out, get them, uh, get the regulatory stamp of approval from the FDA and so on. Right. So we like to say in our industry that the regulatory standards are, are the baseline. In other words, that you, that's sort of your minimum. You have to meet your sort of regulatory standards and documentation and validation uh, in order to stay compliant in order to um, make sure that you're able to make the product. But there's a higher standard that has to be sort of interwoven into making of medical devices. And it's not just cybersecurity. It's all facets of the design of production and post-production and market surveillance side of the medical device industry. This is not something that is sort of undermining your competitiveness in fact it is it is enhancing your long-term competitiveness if you are good in this area and you have a durable capacity to deal with vulnerabilities and attacks and you can mitigate if you have that reputation in the long run you're going to you're going to do better but those those pressures are clearly there when i talk to some manufacturers about the myriad of pressures that they're under and the myriad of stakeholders that they are beholden to. I ask them very candidly sometimes, why the heck are you in this business? I mean, in other words, what, why is it that this industry is appealing? And, and it's appealing because it is a white hat industry uh, and it's a highly innovative industry. And if you do it right, it's a very lucrative industry, but they're dealing with a lot. Nothing focuses your attention on the realness of this issue, like a successful penetration or, or attack of your product or, or your company. You know, we've had several companies in the last year who have been vulnerable, mainly at the enterprise level. And there's nothing focuses like losing your data, 
uh, or having your data held hostage or some sort of malicious attack of your enterprise resource system or your automation controls. There's nothing that focuses a CEO and president like something very real like that. You bring up a very interesting point because we, we heard it repeatedly that a lot of security teams are, are hoping you know, for a, a huge security event that will really raise awareness, right? It's something that everyone is talking about, a defining event that, that will change the industry and will raise awareness and their life will be easier. Uh, luckily, we, we haven't had that worldwide event yet, but I'm curious from your experience, what was a defining moment or an important moment for you that really shaped how you look at product security? I'm sure you have one like that. Right. Well, I kind of alluded to it in that last uh, answer. Last year, one of our key manufacturers you know, suffered a, a major breach of, of their production automation systems, and they were shut down for over a month. Now, losing a month of production time is fatal sometimes, you know, and I think that um, what that brought awareness to a lot of the folks in our association was, is we need to get our arms around this. And from an association standpoint, we need to do a lot more better job of providing some support and providing some education about what this means and what are the real vulnerabilities. You know, we have enjoyed, as consumers of healthcare, we have enjoyed the advent of telehealth and connected devices and all of the innovations that have come with this. But we have been, I agree with you, we've, we've been kind of asleep, hopeful that nothing will happen or that, no, that probably won't happen. That probably won't happen. Now we are in an era where it's most likely to happen. The proliferation of malicious attacks um, and their ability to exploit a lot of these vulnerabilities, which are innocent vulnerabilities that were born of making really good devices uh, and, and devices that are fungible and, uh, and compatible across platforms, has sort of put us in a new world now where we have to be at just as tight on this issue as we are t- as tight. On, on other issues in the production continuum. Uh, and that is, that's the reality. And, and here's the reality, too. Every time we have a session and we talk to our manufacturers, the bottom line is, is it's resource management. In other words, these manufacturers have to prioritize their resources and prioritize their money in a way because this is not an easy fix. This, this will take this will take man and woman power, and it will take resources. And that is the reality of our regulated industry. And that's, you know, that's something that they're facing. So can you share some practical tips for product security teams who are just starting out on their security journey, uh, either within a medical device manufacturer or within one of the supply chain organizations that are supplying components to the medical device manufacturer? Yeah, I'll do the best I can. You know, Every facility, every manufacturer is different. They're making something different and they have a little different process, but there are some common threads that everybody needs to pay attention to. You know, from my perspective and having listened to a lot of people talk about this and having seen some examples on the ground, 
it always comes down to how do I start? How do I start this journey? You can't do it all at once, but you must start the journey. And the advice that I have given for many years and, and is what I call doable deeds, which is take a look at your product continuum from you know design to post-market surveillance and get a cross-functional interdisciplinary group of folks in your group and create a team, create a small sort of action team and, and, and focus on one segment of, of that continuum and do your mapping on it. In other words, assess what you're making, what are we doing here, and, and do some vulnerability mapping and then figure out and figure out a way uh, to come up with uh, a protection and mitigation plan. And these, you know, these things can be at various places. They don't have to be an all-encompassing type of project, but it, they need to be fungible. In other words, they need to be able to plug in wherever you are. But I recommend bite-sized pieces. And obviously, in the spirit of risk management, you, you, you need to sort of select those activities that are most likely to be exploited and most likely to create some sort of hazard to the patient. In other words, risk management is about balancing risk. So where is your most important vulnerability? And that's where you start. On that note, we would like to, to thank you. This has been very, very interesting for us. I definitely learned a lot. Uh, David, I'm sure you, you did as well. So first of all, thanks again, and we're very excited to, to be working together. I think uh, it could lead to, to very interesting things. Is there anything else you would like to uh, tell our listeners from product security teams uh, around the globe? Well, let me conclude by thanking you uh, for the opportunity uh, for this dialogue. Uh, the FMMC does look forward to a partnership uh, going forward, and primarily because we are only as good as the members and expertise that we bring to the table to talk about these issues. And um, we are certainly not experts in this area. Your technical expertise is of high value to us. I would conclude by saying that, you know, if any of your companies you work with or broadly your business colleagues and partners who, uh, who have a presence in Florida, please let them know that we have a state association that is designed to help support them. And the Florida Medical Manufacturers uh, is here to support your success. And you can find us on the web at floridamedtech.com. And I would encourage all of your partners and companies that you work with to take advantage of our resources because there's safety in numbers. The more, the more people we associate together, the better we're gonna do at supporting this industry. So I do appreciate the opportunity today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much, John. Left to Our Own Devices is brought to you by Cybellum. To learn more, visit cybellum.com.